This is your host, Tia. This is your host, Tia. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Top 10. Why? I was making my list and I was just like, damn, 
damn. <laughs> That's all I could think of the whole entire time. Just like, I'm going to be frustrated. And I'm sitting here, right? And as you know, because um, I'm just going to talk about this forever, but Narcos Mexico came out with its second season in the beginning of February. And it was such a good season. And I'm sitting there just like waiting for the freaking confirmation that there's a third season. But I'm sitting here, I'm like, watch, none of the shows that I love ever get picked up. It's going to get freaking canceled. Like, I don't think it's going to, because I think it, like, was generally a successful season for others. But knowing my luck. Tia is, like, the epitome of everything I love dies. Pretty much. If I love a TV show, then it gets canceled, because... I need Sorry, you to love I, me less. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't want to die, It's like, sorry, I don't like just all the mainstream stuff, okay? But anyway, um, let's get into this list. Before I pass it along to you, I'm going to start this thing where I say a message from a friend of the podcast. I did it last week, and I almost forgot about this week, and then I saw a Twitter notification that the main Danny liked one of my tweets, and I was like, oh, shit, I got to do their plug. So a friend of the podcast, the main Danny, they do, they called this a movie, and they also have a D&D podcast called Stranger Danies. And I tried to plug their show a few weeks ago, and I felt like I did a horrible job. So I asked one of the guys there, Anthony, to send me a script, and he was gracious enough to do so. So let me let you guys know about their D&D podcast, which I think a lot of you will actually appreciate and have a lot of fun. So Stranger Danies is the ongoing real play D&D podcast from the main Danie family of podcasts. Join them every Wednesday as the Wild Stallions traverse the many trusts and tribulations that Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition has to throw in their path. There's elves, weird half-dragon people, conspiracies to uncover, and more references to the 1980s and Ready Player One. Subscribe to the podcast on all podcast services by searching Stranger Danies and follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Stranger Danies. Stranger Danies is also a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. And as I tell you guys all the time, you can find us at geekvibesnation.com. So, yeah, uh, Brittany is really into D&D. So if you're like Brittany and you really enjoy that kind of stuff, make sure you check that out. Um that sounded good, Brittany. I, I did a good job there. <laughs> you did. You did good. You did good. You know, it's funny. I did. Uh, I did D and D last night. And can I tell you really quick about the madness that ensues from D and D? We had. We had. Okay. So our our DM, our dungeon master. Uh, it's basically like we're in a dungeon right now and we're trying to free this guy and my character has been a weak piece of shit this entire time and it finally rolled well and I destroyed the chains that were keeping this guy to the wall, right? And my character is like pumped about it because she's like, because every roll, it's like a running joke that I roll like a one or a two. So on a like on a twenty die, you know what I mean? Like like out of twenty, I'm getting like a one or two. So she fails at throwing nets, punching. She she sucks, right? So she like shatters these chains. 
Well, it ends up bringing up these two magical gauntlets that try to start beating the hell out of us. We decide instead of trying to kill the other gauntlet, we want our paladin that's obsessed with God to try to tame this thing by wearing it. So the madness ensues that the gauntlet's like punching him in the face, like when you're little or they're like, stop punching yourself. That is the entire play through last night with us trying to tame this freaking gauntlet so that we could wear it like a pet, like a sentient pet gauntlet. And well it end up dying, but that that's what happens in D and D T as some some weird shit happens. Well, I hope the listeners enjoyed that story. Let's start with the podcast. Uh, Brittany, what's oh, your number 10? Yeah, I'm just explaining. That's why people love D&D. Brittany, what is your number 10 for the top 10 TV shows oh, canceled too soon? You're the little <laughs> worst. This but, isn't the um, D&D podcast. This is the top 10. <laughs> no, I'm just explaining it. Since you, you asked me how you did, and I was leading on to why D&D is awesome. But uh, my number 10 is going to be, okay, it's a cartoon, but but stick with me here. It was Transformers right. It was Transformers Animated. Because I know you didn't watch this one. I think it had like three seasons, maybe two. But the whole thing is that in this series, Optimus isn't the prime we know. He's not like the head of the Autobots. He's basically like, think of him as like a team leader. And so you go through all these seasons of like Megatron's coming back because he got his body exploded and he's just a talking head, right? So you're leading into this. You finally get it. They capture the Decepticons. And Ultra Magnus is the leader of the Autobots, and all this stuff is going on. But right when they finished up the series, like when they canceled it, like, was right as, like, the good stuff happened. Like, they captured Megatron, and it was going to lead into this. They're finally on Cybertron. They're finally doing this or that. And then they just canceled it. They blue-balled me, Tia. They blue-balled me. We were finally going to get badassness. And you know what I got? I got nothing. They just stopped it. And I remember being so frustrated because I was like, okay, what about the fourth season? And I was like, what do you mean there's no fourth season? Because at least Transformers Prime, they did a movie afterwards. It wasn't a great movie, but at least they wrapped up everything. And I remember being so frustrated. I was like, really, you're going to cancel it now? You're going to cancel it now? So, yeah, Transformers Animated. I feel like this is so vaguely familiar to me because, you know, you and I met pretty much online talking about Transformers Prime. And I feel like I had to have seen, like, clips from this or you know, seen, like, gifts of this on Tumblr, or maybe you sent me videos of this, because the animation looks so freaking familiar. Um, I remember, like, what Bumblebee looked in this, and uh, freaking, you had to have sent me stuff of, like, Ultra Magnus. Oh, yeah, I think I sent you clips. Because Transformers Animated came before Transformers Prime, which is what really got you into it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, like this says that it was in 2007, and Prowl looks like a main character because I was always uh, hated that we didn't see a version of him in Transformers Prime. Like that was what sucked was that we would talk about like Transformers, Autobots, Decepticons from other stuff, and I'm like. I wish they would have done a version of them in Prime so that we could have at least seen what they would have looked like. Oh, yeah. Like, definitely took a different, like, turn of things with Optimus. They're all young. That's the whole thing. Is he supposed to be a young leader in it? So it was kind of nice to see him learning how to take a leadership role instead of the Optimus Prime we knew. But it was definitely different where you can tell he's obviously much, much younger than Megatron. So it's not following the story of, say, like Orion Pax and Megatronus and all that good stuff. But I definitely found it interesting. It was just kind of like they just cut it off too soon. They canceled. You could definitely tell it was canceled. It was a quick wrap up. And I was, oh, oh, that was the thing. You could definitely tell they were trying to wrap it up because they got canceled because uh, Prowl dies, Starscream dies. Like, they killed off a few characters, and I was like, what? That was unnecessary. Uh, It sucks, like, when they cancel, say, animated shows because it's like, why? You know, to me, it's different almost. It's, It's like, especially with Transformers, I can't imagine that this would have been that, like, poorly received because what kid doesn't like Transformers, you know? Like, what was the reason for the cancellation? Did you happen to look up, like, why it got canceled or anything? I think it just happened to be, uh, if, if I had to guess, I think what really happened was those shows have such a short lifespan before they're like, okay, let's get the next thing rolled out. And I think that's just what ends up happening. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, oh, like Cartoon Network, they're super known for like, say you had Gravity Falls, right? Mm-hmm. That got canceled and everything. Or like basically finished up. I, I, I call it getting canceled. Once the show's done, I consider it canceled, right? But they just ended it and stopped. And they're like, oh, we'll see you next summer. People, there's such a cult following for that show, and they just stopped it. It's kind of like the Steven Universe, which I think, like, Adventure Time needed to stop. But it's kind of like they know there's only so long before they're like, we got to get something fresh and new in here. They're, they're replacing yeah. the produce. Yeah, but sometimes people like that because clearly – the demand for Transformers has not stopped. Their Netflix is coming out with an animated oh, Transformers it looks so good. show. It looks really good. I um, It's funny because last week we had did a Geek Vibes Live um, where we go through news and everything, and we went through the upcoming Transformers, uh, you know, show. And I had mentioned you on it. I said, I was like, Brittany would have loved to be on this podcast to talk about this right now because it's like I know how much you love Transformers. And honestly, it looked really good. Like, I would watch it. I was like, like, it was nice that 
I don't, which I didn't get to watch the very end of that trailer, but it looks like it's finally going to be a Transformers series that won't have something to do with humans. Yeah, like it's going to be on Cybertron, which is, and it's funny because we were literally talking about this on the podcast where it's like, you know, you really never got to see a whole lot of the stuff on Cybertron. It's like they did clips or they did mentions, they had video games, but besides that, it's like, it's always been on Earth, and it's like, oh, why wouldn't you explore that? Yeah, and I think a big thing is that when Transformers is supposed to be, I think Netflix opens up the version for it. I wonder, since they're doing, uh, it's called Transformers, is it Fall of Cybertron or War for Cybertron? I'm trying to remember. War for, War War for, for Cybertron. Cybertron. There, there is a game by that exact same name, and I think there's a comic yeah. to it, too. That uh, and I loved War for Cybertron, but going through how everything that was going with them and the war starting, but I think Netflix opens up for that because one, it's going to be violent. Tons of like ton of Transformers died in that conflict. That's not something they're often going to show like mass murder, mass death, and like say a kids show. But Netflix is allowing them to finally have an adult twist on it. That's not, say, like the movies, you know what I mean? And and one big thing is they always had to add the kids, the token kids, in there to like, oh, we got to get the kids to watch. But I think with Netflix, they're kind of available to – at this point, we might get cursing Transformers. Who knows? You know <laughs> what I mean? It's just a different outlet. <laughs> Now, I will say there was a couple of uh, curse words in, in the G1 movie. Did you say you want that? I, I, I want uh, Optimus to say fuck. <laughs> I know. I know. There was, like, one time I remember I was watching uh, the G1 movie, uh, More Than Meets the Eye, I think was the name of it. And then uh, and someone said, damn it. And I was like, what? What? What, 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 what? what did they just say? How did they what? I was very excited I mean, about it. Bad. I mean, that's not bad. I feel like, like, is that a bad oh, no, thing? No, not bad, but, like, Transformers so known for not having any of that stuff in there. It was just very shocking. Uh, okay, okay. I got you. Uh, yeah, it, I, I love that you put Transformers animated because it brings me back to, like, years ago. And it also makes me really excited for the upcoming Netflix War for Cybertron. So maybe we'll be able to watch it and do some sort of review show. But um, I like the way that you started off this list. I'm going to hit the number nine. And I'm going to do like a throwback um, show that I really highly doubt anyone has even freaking heard of. But my... Mom and I loved to watch it back in the day, um, and I really feel like it was canceled out of nowhere. It left all of us hanging, and as you said, Brittany, it blue-balled us because... I blue-balled so, you. <laughs> so the show is called Joan of Arcadia, and obviously it's a play on the real-life uh, Joan of Arc, you know, for all us Christians out there. But um, the whole, like, concept of the show is this, and it's been a really long time, but the main premise is this young girl who continuously encounters people throughout her life 
who ends up being God. So God pretty much comes to her in different forms throughout it. Um, and it really was like a good show because it had like a lot of, um, I, and again, so this show, Joan of Arcadia, really, to me, just in, back in like 2003, it was from 2003 to 2005, I loved, like, the idea of this girl. She was kind of, like, lost in her life, didn't know how to, like, uh, approach certain things. And, you know, it wasn't, like, always, like, say, holy and divine, even though it was God always coming to her, you know, depending on, like, whatever different form he decided to take was either snarky and this and that. But it really, what I think makes, and again, it's been a long time, so I'm butchering it, honestly, but the reason why I believe that it was canceled too soon is because it literally canceled when things got interesting, right? Because, again, the whole show is called Joan of Arcadia. Joan constantly sees God in different forms throughout her life. And just as it got canceled, they were introducing the devil. Because it's like, okay, you oh, have, that you know. Oh, that would have been so good. It's like you have God always coming to her, directing her in life and pretty much being like the quote-unquote angel on her shoulder. But then you go on the flip side and start introducing, you know, Satan, and then it got canceled. It got canceled, and, like, that whole entire storyline that they were clearly opening up for never got to come to be. And I just remember, like, sitting there like, wait, what? That's how they're going to... Like, they're going to end things like that for us because it got canceled after it had, you know, premiered. So it wasn't like they knew ahead of time. It was like it ended its season, and then the network was just like, we're not going to pick it up again. And that was so depressing because I'm like, oh, things are getting interesting now. Why would you do that to us? So, again, I know that I probably butchered the explanation of it. It has been a really long time, but the main premise is this girl seeing God come to her in different forms and they cancel it just as they are introducing the devil. So my number nine pick is going to be Joan of Arcadia. I was just looking it up and I was going through it and stuff. I was like, man, I was like, I don't remember hearing about this, but I maybe I just never saw it, or, but the name seems familiar. It's kind of giving me, uh, like, looking at the pictures of it. I don't know why it started giving me, like, Degrassi-like vibes. Like, you know, yeah, that whole, like... During, it, it was out during that time of, like, Degrassi and probably um, other shows similar to that. So maybe at that moment, that's why it didn't necessarily get the play it was going to, but I will say really quick before you go any further, you know, on Criminal Minds, um, oh, God, what's his, Rossi? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that guy was in Joan of Arcadia, and that's where I knew him as. So when he was introducing Criminal Minds, I'm like, oh, my God, that was the dad on Joan of Arcadia. That's what's like getting me. It's like looking at it came out in 2003. That's why it's giving me the grassy vibes. Yeah, that's what I said. It was totally that time. 
But I feel like if it had been something that had, like, say, came on in the morning while I was getting ready for school, I probably would have watched the hell out of it. That's why I, that's when I was probably watching, like, Roseanne in the mornings or, like, replays <laughs> or reruns, I mean, of, like, those things. But man, that does sound interesting to kind of get, like, I was reading that, like, it may be, like, oh, a cute boy. And she's, like, oh, and then it's, like, God talking to her. And I would be, like, what the fuck just happened? What? But uh, it sounds like it would have been really interesting to hear about the devil coming in. Because who knows, maybe it wouldn't have been such a goody two-shoe story by then. Maybe it would have been, it would have been a good pull, push-pull. And reading it said it got canceled because of a very drastic decline in ratings. But I wonder if they would have had that push and pull, it would have been enough to maybe save the series. Well, I mean, I'm looking now, and it had two seasons, but, like, 45 episodes. So, you know, this is during the time, and we see this with, like, the CW shows that they those seasons are, like, 20-something episodes, right? As opposed to yeah. maybe a lot of stuff that we're used to on Netflix and all the other streaming service, services, which are, like, 10 to 13 episodes. It's, like, would it have been better if a show like this was, had shorter seasons where they didn't have to put so much filler, right? And they can get into the story more. And I would say that, you know, to me, I don't remember it being such a goody two-shoes show because God wasn't always, you know, like, like 100% like, you know, divine, like he could get snarky sometimes and everything. But it would have been, honestly, if they had gotten to the point where they introduced the devil may have gotten to a point where it was like supernatural or even the show Lucifer. Like I, things that are popular now. And if they had just let Joan of Arcadia get to that moment, then maybe it could have allowed for a better spin on the show. Yeah. It's something to make it a little more popular because we even see with, um, supernatural when lucifer came in he really brought a different flavor you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. where i remember when we were watching together we were like oh shit what's going on this is not um this is not good let's just say the devil and things has a way of spicing things up if that makes sense well i mean the show lucifer was what canceled after three seasons on Fox, then picked up on Netflix for initially just the fourth season. Then it was supposed to come, like it's still coming out with its fifth season, right? But previous that had been announced that that was going to be the final season. But now due to its popularity, I heard that Netflix was toying around with the idea of giving it a sixth season. So clearly, oh my like, gosh, yeah, shit like that gets popular. But I know that it's been a long time since I've seen Joan of Arcadia. But at the time, watching that show and then finding out that it wasn't coming back and like all those questions that you had weren't going to be answered, it just sucked. Um, and it's one of those things where, as you said, like, oh, there was a decline in viewership. Not I. We watched that every week when it came out. It's like maybe the rest of the country wasn't watching it, but I was watching it. Well, you do have bad taste in shows. No, I'm joking. Wow. Don't hurt me. wow. Is, it, is this because I 
is this because how I acted to your D and D story? <laughs> you got, I'm just saying that's how ridiculous D and D can be. That's how ridiculous it can be. I and I I validate that. <laughs> I'm about to say if somebody came up and was like, "You want to do D and D?" and you got into it, you'd be like, "What is this shit? And why is it so addicting?" Oh my gosh. <laughs> D&D is getting very popular again. It was like one of those uh, 80s things. I think Stranger that, Things did it. Yeah, I have to say that Stranger Things probably really uh, popularized again. I may also have a bit of trauma from D&D, considering when I went through my goth phase, my dad always calls me Dungeons and Dragons, so I have a bit of a uh, that uh, I have a bit of a thing against D and D from all those years. But we don't have to get yeah, on, on that's to that your the podcast. <laughs> um, but the uh, Joan of Arcadia was number nine. Brittany, what is your number eight? I'm gonna go with the show. But I'm going to, like, explain it to you in a weird way because when I was married, my ex-husband was obsessed with the show, right? And it's called Jericho, and it only had two seasons. Have you heard of it? I feel like everyone has had to hear of Jericho. Basically, what it is is that it was before Walking Dead, with the whole, like, it was one of the beginning of, like, post-apocalyptic kind of shows, and it was about this town of Jericho that survives the, like, the the nuclear fallout and all this stuff, and they think, like, they're one of the only towns still alive, and it's basically them having, you know, it's like, it's like Walking Dead without zombies, right, where the most dangerous thing is going to be other humans, and they're at this constant, like, conflict with this opposing town because you know you have resources you have everything else which I'm going to butcher this because I only got to see bits and pieces of it but I remember when it got canceled there was it was like a fit being thrown because I got two seasons and the amount of fans for the show is wild like even looking up like I was trying to see if there was shows I remembered and I was going through, and I was trying to think of what had gotten canceled, and I saw Jericho, and I was like, oh, my God, I remember this. I Because I remember sitting there and watching, like, you know, they're trying to rebuild their town, and they really do think, like, at first, like, hey, we're the only ones left. But I was reading that maybe if it had come out after Walking Dead, that maybe it would have had more of a popularity to survive. I guess it's just that people – for some reason, people love zombies, and I think it's the added flair of the zombies and humans, but when you have the conflict of just constantly needing to just go against other humans, that it doesn't really change much up, but uh, but yeah, I remember used to watch it just a little bit, but I think especially now it would have done much better, but I got to see why it actually got canceled in the first place. Uh, so I've heard of Jericho. It to me, I never watched it, but it sounded like one of those shows that was a like pop culture show, right? Similar to say 
The Walking Dead, uh, Game of Thrones, True Blood, like one of those shows that a lot of people watched and it kind of transcended, you know, uh, demographics and all of that where it just seems like everyone kind of knew Jericho. I can't think of actors off the top of my head, but there's been a few actors where I've looked at their filmography and Jericho pops up as something that they were in. I didn't realize that it only had, did you say it only had two seasons? Yeah, okay, I'm looking back on it. So basically what happened was it got canceled after the first season. And Mm -hmm. people were so upset that they sent 40,000 pounds of peanuts or something like that to the executives. And this forced CBS to, or I think it was CBS, to reconsider, and they made a second season, but fully canceled after the second season. But that was how ravenous the freaking uh, uh, fans were over the show. It's so funny because I saw this big thing how, so you know how the recent um, Sonic movie came out and how previously it was that it had this really terrible design and all of social media went crazy and it got redone. And a lot of people are like, oh, that's the power now of the public. You know, has it gotten too crazy, blah, blah, blah. But apparently fans have always been acting crazy because what was the popularity of social media and fans still were threatening executives. So it hasn't been just current. It's been, uh, been passed as well. And I realize now why uh, Jericho is familiar to me. You're going to laugh. It's because. Oh, no, I'm scared. It's not that, but it's because the main character is the the actor that everyone compares to Scoot McNary because he equally has a very funny first name, and that's Skeet Ulrich. No. Oh my gosh! When I was looking at it and I saw Skeet, I was like, for a second I thought it said Scoot, and I was like, was Scoot McNary in this? It's the most so funny that you said that, Tia. That's so funny. But um, <laughs> I was reading real quick. Go ahead. What were you saying? Oh, I was, I was just saying, saying it's <laughs> that lag. That lag between when we talk like this. Because I heard you go, yeah, it's fine, talk. And then I'm like, and then there's like that pause. You go first. I was just going to say, yes, it's one of those things that uh, if you go on, say, Twitter or Tumblr, everyone kind of says, like, scoot. I thought they said skeet or skeet. I thought they said scoot, something like that. So um, that's how I know that actor. I was going to say, like, I was looking at why it got canceled, and there's a thing that was like the real reasons why. Well, one, they, it said it was a political hot potato because it had a simple premise of like nuclear, like terrorists attacking the U.S. with uh, nuclear bombs, and it had only been like it feels so long, but it's it came out five years after uh, 9/11. So it was like in the middle of us still being big into the war, which I know we still are in a way, but, you know, like still like in the meat of like that sort of thing that it was apparently a very hot button issue that it was very sensitive for some people. Uh, Two, it said there was like scheduling conflicts 
And then another one was that things kept getting leaked to the internet and it was killing interest in it. It kind of, I guess basically it was like the equivalent of, uh, it would have ruined the season for The Walking Dead if, uh, like, not ruined it, but you know with Negan when we're all like, who is he going to kill? You know, and then some people, well, maybe there's two. But if you had known, that episode wouldn't have been half as interesting if you had already known who was going to die. You know what I mean? And so if you keep having big things getting spoiled, I can understand why that would kill the hype for it in a way. It's interesting because I'm reading that um, even though obviously it got canceled, that there ha- were quote unquote a third and a fourth season, but just in comic book form. And this is actually really interesting that there was a chance in uh, 2013 that there was going to be a third season on Netflix. And then in 2017, they interviewed Skeet. Um, about why there wasn't a Netflix, like a Netflix show. And he was saying that they were really close to it and that Netflix had a schedule, they had a budget, they had locations. He was saying that he was, you know, in, that he would absolutely do it and that they were on board with it. And the only reason why it didn't happen is that CBS, the original uh, studio, would not sell it. The deal didn't work. Why for them. would so you they... sell it at that point? Are yeah, you you're not doing anything it? with it. <laughs> no oh my god, whatsoever. that's like the it goes back to Spider Man. It's like you're not doing anything with Spider Man. Just sell it to the people that actually are. That is frustrating. I have to imagine that um, for the fans of this show who know this, that's incredibly frustrating. It's like unless they're like really hell-bent on, like, making the money back on reruns. I don't know even if they are doing reruns of Jericho. If they're not, then, like, why the hell have you not sold? So that sucks. So I I apologize for fans out there. But great um, uh, eight spot there. I'm sure that people who are fans of Jericho will absolutely agree with it being on this list. Um so I'm going to do number seven, and it's going to be a show that I actually recently wrote about, and it is going to be ABC's Revenge. Now, oh my I, God, I remember, I remember. I was obsessed with Revenge. Revenge is one of those shows that I remember when the trailer came out, and I thought to myself, oh, this looks like such a soap opera, right? And then one day, um, Mom and I were watching, like, probably whatever show on ABC, and they were promoting the second season of Revenge. But before they did that, like, maybe a month prior, and I think this is a really smart thing on Revenge's uh, part, they did a one-hour recap of the first season. And I guess we just didn't have anything else better to do that night. We decided to watch it, and it's freaking looked amazing. I was all in. And then we became fans. I went back, I watched the first season, then we watched the rest. Um, And it ended up having four seasons, which I guess you just say is good. You know, some get canceled after one or two seasons, like we've been talking about. But it was unexpected because it was one of those things that um, it's one of the shows that has like 20-something episodes per season. And they do, they literally film their episodes per week and they don't really get like the the news right away 
So it was one of those things where it was in the middle of the fourth season and other shows were getting renewed and really revenge wasn't, but they weren't canceled just yet. Right. They just weren't getting, they just weren't getting, yeah, they just weren't getting renewed. And it came to the point where it was literally like three episodes before the end of the show. And I think that the writers were getting nervous and they're like, I don't think we're going to get renewed. Let's just write an ending. So maybe like literally two episodes before the end of the series, they got canceled. Like ABC said they were not renewing Revenge. So Revenge did have a quote unquote ending. It did get quote unquote wrapped up, but they only wrapped up because they were afraid that they weren't going to get picked up. But they did get canceled. You know, Revenge could have kept going. And it was such an awesome freaking show. There was so much that they did in season four, which was great. But they could have continued the story. There was absolutely things that they could have explored further. Um, And for all of those out there who don't know Revenge, uh, Emily Van Camp starred in it. She plays Sharon Carter in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She played this character who um, her father was framed for a horrific crime that he did not commit. And then when he was in jail, he was murdered. And you find out oh, that the great. people who did Yeah, so you find out the people who did this were uh, high-class society people in the Hamptons. Well, uh, Emily Van Camp's character... Yes. <laughs> uh, Emily Van Camp's character decides that she is going to pretty much... Um, change her identity and integrate herself into this high-class society and destroy it from within. And just what made it so amazing was that Emily was fantastic in it. She was smart. She was cunning. Um, no matter, like, what happened in the show, she never, like, strayed away from her mission, even if it seems like she could have completely forgotten the mission, Right. She could have had, like, say, a quote-unquote chance for happiness, but it's like, no. These people, like, all conspired together to do something that would ruin a family without any regard as to how that would affect a little child at the time. And it was so good. Um, Her and the main villain, Victoria, has such an awesome, like, chemistry with each other because they were just both, like, cunning bitches pretty much. we love cunning bitches. Yes, exactly. And it was fantastic. The fourth season really, like, turned things upside down, but in a good way. Um, and I think that, yes, they, as I said, they ended it where they did a little bit of a fan service, but they could have kept it going. Um, I think that ABC could have renewed it. It was really smart writing, and I wanted more. So, uh, yes, my number seven is going to be Revenge, and I believe I've talked to you about this before. But, yeah, so number seven. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I I remember back in the heyday, I would be like, oh, I you would be like, I can't remember, were you still living with your parents by this time? Yes. Yes, yes, you were, because you would disappear, and I'd be like, oh, TMSC News, and you're like, sorry, it was revenge night, and I'd be like, and yeah. like I wouldn't hear from you that entire time. I would hear between you for, like, a commercial break, 
because you were so into it, you were like, I can't even look at my phone. Like, I'm going to have to get you on a, like, a, like on a commercial break. And I was like, dang, girl, she's into the show. But I remember how upset you were. And I was like, I used to tease you because it was like Sex in the City, where you talk constantly about it. And when it got canceled, I was like, oh, what a shame. Or something like, like when you figured it was last season, I remember giving you a hard time about it. But, uh, yeah, definitely. I especially as such a diehard fan like you, it's like it definitely felt definitely blue balling. Even though it was like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll 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 give you something. And you're like, yeah, I want more. Well, simply because they like, I guess spoiler alert because it's canceled and it's been canceled for some years. But the whole thing is that you know her dad you believed was killed. That's her whole motivation. And then in the fourth season, you find out that he wasn't killed. He's just been in, like, hiding this whole entire time. And it's like, okay, well, they could have developed that more. Um, There's this one guy who actually she ended up marrying in real life. It's so funny, her co-star. But it was like she was fooling him from the beginning and then he finally figured out who the hell she really was. And like, he was a dick the whole entire like show, but then like his last episode, he had such a redeeming moment and then they killed him. And it was like, what the fuck? Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, there was just so much that they could have done there. Like the side characters are really fantastic. And, I just think that they could have done a lot more. And the only reason, like, thank God they decided to wrap it up. Um, and they weren't like, oh, yeah, we'll just keep everything hanging. We'll definitely get a new epi- a new season. They, you know, saw the writing on the wall and saw that there was a chance that they were not going to get renewed. So they decided to at least not leave us hanging so much. But I hate that. Like, I to me, the only, and as you said, like, when a show ends, it's like it's pretty much canceled, right? It's like the only yeah. time, the only time that I feel that a show isn't say canceled is if the person legitimately said like, "Hey, we're only going to do like three seasons, and that's it. Like we're going to tell our story, and that's going to be what it is. We're not going to continue going." You know, if that's the case, then yeah, all right, cool. But like when it comes that it's the network has decided not to pick it up, that's canceling to me. You canceled the show. Oh, yeah, I agree. Because at that point, you're kind of like, what is it? You know what I mean? It's like, it, it is a very weird situation. Yeah. So, number seven is going to be Revenge. Brittany, what is your number six? I'm going to go with, uh, I'm looking, I know this is kind of a weird one, but, like, hear me out here. Because it wasn't <laughs> a way a TV show. I, this sounds okay. weird. You remember the Dave Chappelle show, don't you? <laughs> I feel like anyone in our age range could not not know the Dave Chappelle show. I remember a quick story along with this. There was a lot of things I wasn't allowed to watch growing up because I was, you know, it's like I am like a couple of years younger than you so there is like that kind of like 
gap in that moment of what was acceptable for me to watch and what wasn't. And I remember my older brother was obsessed with Dave Chappelle show because that was his kind of humor. That was the kind of, he loved making messed up jokes and he loved like having that kind of almost too much sense of humor. And he would always talk about how the Dave Chappelle show was so good. And I remember like along with adult swim, we would sneak and watch the Dave Chappelle show. But in a way, it it got canceled. Two, it only got two seasons, but its ratings were amazing. I think Rotten Tomato Wait. had like it at ninety. Yeah, it was only two seasons for some reason. Yeah, yeah, I feel it was like only... that show was on for like six years. <laughs> no, it was two seasons, and then um, like Dave Chappelle, and this is, goes back to the canceled too soon, but it was because. There is no Dave Chappelle show without Dave Chappelle. I remember he had his big thing where I, the fame got too much for him. He really needed this spiritual retreat, and he just left. Like, he left in, like, the height of his popularity, just stopped the show. There was a third season, but I don't count it because it was a bunch of, like, basically chopped upness from, like, the first two seasons. They basically had to stitch a season together during this whole thing because I remember that was huge my brother was like devastated when Dave Chappelle went on his you know his spiritual retreat and he kept trying to say I'm not having a psychotic breakdown I'm just he became very uh worn from it as a lot can and you know comedians get it the worst than a lot of people because you think back to not really knowing when people are depressed you know and some of the greatest comedians are the ones that either die of overdoses, suicide. And it was, I think, you know, Dave Chappelle was falling into that. But I would, when I looked back at it, I was like, it was only two seasons. It was only two seasons. I mean, that could have gone on for a long time. Cause you think about, remember mad TV or any of the other, mm-hmm. or you think of SNL, you know, it could have been, it could have been like SNL and gone on for years and years and years because People loved him, and that was a big thing, too, is he talked about wanting to keep his humor fresh and, you know, uh, all of these things to it. But really, even though it wasn't particularly canceled in the way that we would traditionally see, it was very soon to see it, like, cut down in its heyday. But I understand why he did it, if that makes sense. I can't believe that was only two seasons. I feel like it was on all the time. I feel like I was always watching that show. I freaking loved it. And that was the big thing. It was like he was right there at the height of the show. Like I think everyone loved that show. And when he just walked away from it, I mean, essentially he he canceled it himself. He canceled his own show. Oh, it was huge news. Uh, I remember it was freaking – Rotten Tomatoes gave it 96%. It always only – it only had uh, 28 episodes. Which is insane. I still like feel like I don't believe that, and it's, this is the fake news that we've been hearing so much about. Um, I know. <laughs> that's crazy. No, I loved it, that show. Like To me, him walking away was insane. But Juwan and I always talk about that, you know, when you see, say, a comedian or someone who's, yeah, a comedian being brought in for, like, a serious role. People get hesitant 
oh, that person's mostly known for comedies, but Juwan and I always talk about they're the best people for those type of dark roles because they know what it's like to be dark. They have to really tap in to a dark side of themselves to get that sort of comedy out there. So it's like that must be what someone like Dave Chappelle is dealing with. I know that he came back technically. Um, I haven't watched his stand-up, but I I did hear it was funny. No, yeah. Like, I've watched it, but, man, it was – it definitely was not PC. It was was pretty Uh, brutal. But, I mean, that's who he is. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's who he is, you know. He wasn't afraid to – you know, push boundaries on his show, and I can't imagine that he'd be afraid to push boundaries on his stand-up. Oh yeah, definitely not. He uh, he he was great though. He was, it exactly reminded me why I loved watching him. You know, it was a great return. But uh, but yeah, a lot of people had issues when he brought up talking about as he called alphabet people. And that definitely did not go over well with, like, the world we live in. You know what I mean? Let's not talk about that on this podcast. I will say this. Oh, no, no. I'm just saying that that's, like, why his thing ended up, like, so controversial. And that's what he said. You know what I mean? I would just say, like, I definitely remember his sense of humor was very controversial. And seeing it now was like, oh, yeah, I remember that now. For everyone listening, the top ten Ratia supports the LGBTQ community. Um, (laughs) Of course, I'm just repeating what he said, Tia. I'm repeating what he said. I know. I just like to toe the line because you never know. I don't want to get canceled. Um, Oh, yeah, obviously, obviously. But I'm just saying that's why he's controversial. I, uh, I, I uh, I read the room. But uh, I still can't believe that the Dave Chappelle show was only two seasons. I'm going to be forever shocked about that. Um, but, uh, yeah, that definitely was a show that came and went way too soon. As I said, it felt like it was on for six years. But um, let's move on. I'm going to do the number five, and it's going to be another show that I talk about a ton uh, just you know how much I freaking love this show, and it's going to be The Killing. Um, oh, and yeah, I remember. The Killing was a special sort of cancel because it was canceled like three times. Um, because if you literally look it up, it was like it had its two seasons, and it was technically canceled after the second season. They had canceled it. AMC canceled it. And then they decided, you know what, no, we'll, we'll bring it back for a third season. So then it got, came and it did third season. And then they canceled and they were like, no, 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 we're canceling it for real now. And then Netflix came and Netflix did the fourth season, um, which I don't count. <laughs> so, uh, they, yeah, yeah, it was brutal. So, you know, the killing stars Joel Kinnaman, Marielle Enos, and I freaking loved it. I still say that, like, the first two seasons were, like, some of the best writing I've ever seen. And it was such a great crime drama because it's, like, most crime dramas out there, like Law and Order, SVU, and stuff like that, which I love, but they do, like, a new case every week. 
But the first two seasons of the killing literally concentrated on one case, who killed Rosie Larson. And that was just such great TV. It was so fantastic. And then the third season, I still say that it was phenomenal. Like, that's the season that put me onto Peter Sarsgaard, and it's, like, the best performance of his entire freaking career. Um, I And so the reason why I say it was canceled too soon is because AMC canceled it after its third season, so Netflix picked it up. But it felt like Netflix did such a shitty job with it. It was only six episodes. They completely rushed everything. They threw together this really, like, piss-poor um, plot line. They felt like they completely didn't get the characters at all, like whoever was writing it. And so it's like if AMC had just stayed with the show um, and actually put together, like, a cohesive season and, you know, wrapped it up properly, then then I would feel like it ended just fine. But I still to say, like, I watched seasons one through three. I don't even count season four. So The Killing is definitely my number five for this list. I think it's like, because uh, if I'm I'm not mistaken, remind me, that's when he got back on drugs, right? Yeah, so the whole thing is that Joel Kinnaman's character is supposed to be this, you know, recovered meth addict, and we literally see him clean for the first two seasons, and I mean, not the first two, the first three seasons, and then it just felt like they created conflict in the fourth season to give him an excuse to get back on meth, and I'm like, yo, he's literally resisted like, for three seasons during moments where he easily could have done drugs. And then you just do that in the fourth season. I hated it. <laughs> I guess that's what gets me, too, is I hate when they add conflict to sad conflict. It's just, like, it stretches me out. And I get that people be like, I guess it's kind of like, people are like, oh, it's good story writing. I'm like, no, you literally pick, like, the most, assumed way that you could have gone into the show you know what I mean like you've already set up you know and I get it but it's just so unnecessary it was like hey I don't know what we should do for the first season let's put them back on mess and I'm like what and I get it it's easy to relapse but if we're going to do a show why do we got to add that in you know what I mean well it just to me it's like okay there is at one point during like season one or season two, I forget which one it was, where he got a hold of a bag of mess, right? And during that yeah. moment, some shit was going down, and it would have been acceptable, say, in that moment if he decided to go back on it. Like, it made sense, but he didn't. He resisted. And then in season four, it's like the reason why it was just so, like, dumb and I just didn't like what they did to the characters. Like, you had these two characters who, it, by no means did they get along all the time. They certainly butted heads. But in season four, they just made, like, the main characters so nasty to each other. And you're like, whoa, where's, like, the Holder and Lyndon that, like, I love? They're so, like, mean to each other in this. They're like, we need unnecessary conflict. Nothing like best friends hating each other. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, I do not like season four at all. Um, and you know what's weird? So the first three seasons were on AMC, which is, you know, cable network, I believe. And they obviously say, like, shit and bitch and everything, but they don't say, like, you know, fuck or whatever. Um, or Judy. Yeah. Um <laughs> That's Stop it, I know you're about to laugh at me. You're about to laugh at me. <laughs> um, but, you know, season four was done by Netflix, so it was such a stark difference. It's like they said the F word just unnecessarily because they're like, oh, we went three seasons without being able to say fuck. Let's say it every other word. And it's like, you know me, I'm no prude or anything like that, but it was it was noticeable. It was like noticeable how much they were doing it. And because they were being so nasty to each other, it was even more noticeable. And I was like, I'm really uncomfortable because they're like fighting legitimately. And they're just like throwing out a shit ton of curse words. It reminds me of that meme video where the kid is upset with his older brother. And he's like, dad, can I say one cuss word? Just one and you think, like, and he's, like, young. He's got to be, like, younger than eight, right? And he's so mad at his brother. And you think, and he goes, yeah, I got, you know, sure, go ahead. And you say a curse word. And he instantly goes for the F you. Like, <laughs> and he instantly goes for the, like, he's like, fuck you. And you just sit there and go, huh? And that's, like, what they did. They went from not being able to say, it, like, much cuss words to suddenly, like, we're going to say it, like, like, we're going to go for the mega. We're going to go for it. They they sat there and they're like, okay, for every episode that we weren't able to say it, we're just going to say it like 20 times per 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> like we just got a we rapid fire. We're, we're making up for all three seasons. That's exactly what it felt like. like it was definitely canceled too soon. I wish it had stayed on AMC because it clearly seems like there were better writers, a better studio, something, because the people of Netflix did not do their due diligence when it came to doing any sort of uh, justice for the killing. Yeah. And it made me just- sad, Brittany. I know it did. I know it did. I remember. I've had to hear Tia whine over it. No, it's okay. Wow. 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 We're bringing out the claws this podcast. (laughs) Whatever. My claws are sheathed. You're like, you're like already there, girl. You're already there. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so my number five is going to be the killing. Brittany, what is your number four? Now, this one is a little bit weird because I haven't actually seen it. So every time I've ever, like, if you've ever been on Reddit, if you've been on the Internet anywhere, people talk about Firefly because it has such a cult following. Like, people are obsessed with this show. Uh, It has the guy from, uh, what's his name? People are obsessed with that actor, but mostly because he was in Firefly. Mark Shepard was in Firefly, 
And uh, for mm-hmm. those that don't know, that's Crowley in Supernatural. He played in there too. But basically, but it was something so new and different. And I think it's basically just about this crew trying to survive after there was like this big like galactic war at some point, and they're just in space. And I think it was kind of like it it followed kind of not the same formula as like something like Star Trek. But kind of that idea of this crew together facing these conflicts and these monsters that may want to try to get them. But I was uh, reading, you know, it only got one season. One yeah. season for a show that people are just so, like, that still, like, there's, like, uh, not Firefly conventions, I don't think. But, uh, like, I think they get a panel a lot. Just Firefly, the people that were, like, the main actors in it, they still show up for stuff because they there's such a high demand for them. But um, looking back, they were, like, I think I was looking at the reasons it was canceled. It it had about the same uh, ratings as something like Lucifer on its first season, but it didn't get renewed because they were like, oh, it doesn't look good enough that we're going to be able to have it back in there. And then they were assuming that they were about to get a new Buffy, so like a Buffy TV show. So they were like going to scrap it to bring that in. Uh, also, it was on Friday nights, which it said that they've canceled more shows on Friday than any other, you know, day. So it just had a bad setup for it. And it even won awards and stuff, and they still canceled it. And that's why I think it's such a big deal, is it would be something like, like, it would be like if they canceled Westworld after one season. You would be like, what the hell? Why? I mean, look at this. It's doing so well. And they're like, well, it just didn't do as well as we thought. And it's like, you can't, they, they put such an emphasis on the ratings, the ratings. And if the ratings don't hit the certain bar, it doesn't matter how much the fans love it, how many people are watching it. If the ratings, it's kind of like you can have a really good employee and they may not quite hit that bar and you fire them. And everybody's like, why did you fire them? They were amazing. And they're like, yeah, but, you know, the patents show it. You're like, What? what? And I know it's so strange because I haven't personally seen it, but just seeing like the outrage and just even looking online, there's like thousands of articles of people just upset over Firefly being canceled. And it's been years now, but I remember still looking back and going when like being on Reddit and someone bringing it up randomly. Firefly. So I haven't seen Firefly either, which I know that people who will listen will be upset over that, but we stand in solidarity with you because I, Firefly is one of those things that it's like the biggest like upset that it was canceled. I mean, it has a massive cult following to this day. I don't go to one New York Comic Con without seeing people dressed up as characters from Firefly. People love that show. I think there is freaking conventions for it. It's insane, like, how big it is and how it's, like, one of those things where it, like, no, the fact that it still hasn't, say, come back. Like, when you see all of these different shows getting renewed and things like that uh, or, like, coming back and getting revivals, you see people who are, like, about freaking Firefly. 
Like, you're bringing back all these other shows, and you're not even bothering to bring back Firefly. And um, I can't bring any reports, like, up, you know, and say anything, but I'm pretty sure that there have been reports that the actors would be down to come back. Um, And I know that uh, a lot of well-known actors were on it. Uh, Nathan Fillon, I believe his name is. Uh, But to me, the most standout person who was on it was um, Alan Tudyk, who you you know who Alan Tudyk is. He has been in I, everything. He go ahead. What's that? Uh, I'm trying to look him up real quick. Tudyk, Tudyk. Oh, 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 oh. He, uh, yes, yes. Uh, the patrol villain. He, he, yeah, yeah, he played Mr. Nobody in Doom Patrol. Um, he was the pirate in Dodgeball, remember? Uh, he's been yeah, in yeah. Shit, he's in a shit ton of things. So it's like to me, when I look at Firefly and I look at the cast, he's the person who like stands out the most for me. But yeah, like Firefly was uh, freaking. We can't talk about, say, canceled shows that were canceled too soon without mentioning Firefly because it literally got one season. I know. That's about as little as it gets to you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Is it like, I feel like if we had put this out and we didn't bother mentioning it, people would, people would riot. It would be a riot. I mean, they're already going to riot to you. <laughs> they're all already going to riot. That is true. Let, let's be honest here. But uh, I think that's definitely a good choice. I 100% agree with you. Um, I'm going to hit the next one, and it is going to be something that shouldn't be necessarily a surprise to you that I'm putting it on the list because it was the inspiration for this list in the first place. And so my number three is going to be iZombie. Yes, iZombie. God. So this is the thing. I can hear the five, sorrow in your voice. It has five seasons, um, and it was announced prior to the so. I'll I'll never forget this, right? Because we like pretty much. I say we because it's the tiny but mighty fandom on Twitter, right? Where for the say into the third season. CW was renewing all of their shows and they were taking mad long to renew it for a fourth season. It took forever, took forever, took forever. And then finally, like, and people were like, you know, getting hashtag renew iZombie trending, you know, and then they renewed it for the fourth season. Okay. So the fourth season comes and goes. And the same thing happens where, like, CW renews all of their DC shows. They renew Supernatural for the thousandth season. And they haven't renewed iZombie. So the same thing happens, right? Renew iZombie. Suddenly it's trending. Then finally it's announced. iZombie renewed for a fifth season. Yes, we all did. High five, everyone. And then about like a week or I want to say a week later, they announced that the fifth season would be the last season. And they were told ahead of time, you know, so obviously the writer had, the writers had moments to put everything together. So I saw people who were like, that doesn't count as being canceled, right? Because I wrote an article 
show's canceled too soon, iZombie. And I'm like, it was canceled because, like, as I said, if the showrunner didn't plan that and say, like, I'm only going to write up to five seasons and they were waiting to be renewed up to the last second and then you tell them that, the, okay, we'll give you a final season, but that's going to be the last season and it's the studio determining that, that's canceled. Because now the writers have to make sure that they put everything that they were planning story-wise into a 13-episode arc. And there was so much shit. Like, so if much you has to be rushed. If you look at that season compared to the rest of the, of the season, season five was way too quick. I loved it. I, I think that it was still, like, a pretty good season, and I'm happy with the outcome. But they couldn't really take any time to breathe. They put so much in because they had they had set up for so much in season four at the end. So it was like everything was rushed. Everything was like thrown in. They could have done at least like two more, three more freaking seasons uh, with everything that was going on. To me, I was just like, oh, man. And then the ending was so quick. Like it was one of those things where uh, it was only like the last ten minutes of the show where they like wrapped everything up. It was like the first 40 minutes of the show, they were still like going through plot. And like, to me, like the last episode of a season of a series should always like take its time. You know, this is the end of the error, you know, blah, blah, blah. But if you're like still going through plot at the end and like rushing to get that through, so then you can wrap it up. It's like, holy shit. You know, you clearly needed more time here. So I know that I'm, like, rambling on at this moment, but you know. You know how much I love Zombie. I feel like it was incredibly overlooked. It was so underrated, and it frustrates me that the CW didn't see value in it because they barely prom- – oh, Brittany, they barely promoted that show, like, leading up to the fifth season. The, the promotions that we got were from, like, the actors, you know, promoting it. But CW wants to continue renewing The Flash, wants to continue renewing Supernatural. Oh, my gosh, because it's DC. But well, you mean the same rehash plot every season? Oh, who's the man in the mask? Who's this guy? What world is this? Which one are we going to do again? Sorry, I'm salty. But honestly, you are right about the advertisement for iZombie, though. Because I promise you, if you had never gotten into the show, because you know I don't watch uh, cable or satellite or anything like that. Most of my TV watching comes from Hulu or Netflix. If I could have gone my entire life without knowing iZombie existed if it wasn't for you. And most shows I know or I've heard of or seen an advertisement for it, but I would not have known iZombie even existed. Well, so iZombie is kind of like revenge for me, right? Where I remember when they were doing the promotions for the first season. And I acted probably the way a lot of people acted who, you know, ended up never watching the show. And it was, oh, that's a silly name, you know, I don't want to watch this. I don't care about zombies, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's so funny because the show has literally made fun of its name before. But the first season came and went. 
and it was one of those like summers where I had watched everything that there was to watch um, on Netflix, and I was like, man, I do not know what to watch at this point. And iZombie popped up on Netflix, and I'm like, let me see what this is about. I ended up loving the first season, and I was hooked ever since then. And so it's like if you just gave the show a chance and, like, forgot that the, sh- that the show's name kind of was iffy, it was a great show because it, like, even though it was fun and it had that kind of, like, procurial week-to-week, like, crime because the whole objective of the show is live. she's a zombie, she has to eat brains, she decides to work at the city morgue and ends up uh, eating, like, brains of murder victims to help solve crime. So you have that. And it's fun. You know, there's a lot of fun to it. But then there was a lot of emotional scenes. The show wasn't afraid to tackle things like sexism, racism. Um, I oh, yeah, the racism liked... episode was wild. But I did not expect them to touch on some things they did. They touched on a lot of really serious things, you know, and the show a lot of times, um, to me, akined the whole zombie virus to say HIV and wanted to, you know, really send a message that way. And it's like, to me, that was so, like, um, courageous to do on CW. Um, oh, yeah. And maybe, that's, and maybe that's why the network didn't like it, because as you said, it wasn't... Uh, the Flash or Arrow, which I have completely lost all interest in. But before I pass it back to you, iZombie was based on a comic by Vertigo, and Vertigo was owned by DC Comics. So they should have cared a little bit more about it. Right, right. They're like the redheaded stepchild of them. They're like, they don't want anything to do with them to us. Well, I'm sad, okay? And it's so funny because, like, I never know if he's serious because the actor is very, uh, has that British dry humor. But Raul Coley, who played Ravi, like, for a few weeks straight, tweeted out, like, jokes about them being canceled. Like, hey, remember when iZombie was canceled? But then he, like, tweeted, he was like, just JK, iZombie wasn't canceled. I'm like, are you just saying that because CW? Like probably you're like, you better stop like, me. Right right <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I love that zombie. Oh, I'm still sad to this day. <laughs> oh no, Tia made herself sad all over again. I pretty much did because I, you know me, I have like no shows anymore. <laughs> it's because of this list and all the amazing shows that were canceled that like I have nothing to enjoy anymore. <laughs> You're like that thing, you know, I always quote where I go, life is meaningless. And I'm like, oh, no, that that that's you right now, Tia, with your shows. I feel like you're about to hit a funk because you have been watching everything. You got to watch Altered Carbon. You got to watch Narcos Mexico, which you watched how many times? Three times? Four times? You know, uh, like I said, Alter Car, but you've literally watched everything rise to come out. You are the ultimate binger, Tia. I am. I am. And it's it's tough because 
I, I was just going to mention, like, I watched Narcos Mexico, and it was phenomenal. And Alter Carbon came out um, with its second season. I binge-watched that, and I honestly wasn't really impressed, so I don't feel like I'm going to go back and rewatch the second season. And that sucks because the first season is, like, one of my all-time favorite shows of all time. But, yeah, I mean, fuck, like, I guess Westworld is coming out, but then that's going to be done. I have nothing. <laughs> oh, Tia. At least, at least in May, even though it's not a TV show, like Widow will come out, and then you're not going to have anything. Sorry, Tia. I'm, I'm pumped about freaking Black Widow. I guess the only thing that I can say is that, you know, I'm terrible at, like, week-to-week watching. I feel like the only thing that I've ever been able to watch week-to-week was, like, the final season of Game of Thrones, and that's literally because if I didn't watch it when it came out, spoilers were rampant on the internet, so I'm like, I have no choice but to watch it, but you know I started that show, The Outsider, and I liked the first few episodes that I saw, but I just fell off it because it's week to week. So as soon as that, like, finishes, which I think it literally is going to finish, like, either this week or next week, um, then I'll, like, go back and binge it, because that was a really good show. I think that sounds like a good idea. You're, like, you're like ravenous when it comes to TV shows. Like you know how it is, how hard it is for me to actually start and finish something. Just like everything in my life, I feel like that. You know what? Now I'm sad. Now I'm not going to finish that. <laughs> I mean that that sentence. This is. Did I just have a come to Jesus moment with myself? I'm getting off the phone. <laughs> Goodbye, Tia. Um, this podcast has revealed so much. <laughs> I know. This has done more than my therapy ever has. What has happened? I, I tease. I tease at least a little. But, um, Whoa. but yeah, <laughs> she is like the ultimate binger. She just, she just consumes. She has a problem, but I love her. I don't know if that's like a good thing or not. Does that show have no life? Oh, no. <laughs> Um, you have your dog and your cats. Wow, Brittany. Wow. Okay. (laughs) No, I mean, listen, I love good TV, and I feel like there's just been no good TV, and it's, like, shitty to me. Like, I just feel that people need, I guess I fall into that category as well, where people need, like, that entertainment value. And they just keep putting out, like, the same crap to just be, like, noise to people. But it's like, I don't want to just see the same thing over and over again. Like, give me good writing. I know it's out there. You fuckers just keep canceling them. (laughs) Right, right. You're not giving it a chance. You're putting more money into starting and stopping stuff than you are just keeping something going. Exactly. Unless it's all in order as to you. Which just got renewed for three more seasons. Jesus Christ. They're like, you know what? They need to, like, um, what is, okay, with cosmetology, you know, you renew your license, like, every two years. But after you hit a certain uh, age, you can pay $50, and that just gives you the license for life. Uh, SVU is about to hit that, where they're like, you don't even have to get renewed. You're just. You just, you keep going as long as you want, buddy. They just assume that it's always going to be there. You know, the only, like, not the only, because I still love the show, so I shouldn't say that. 
But you know what one of the upside is? And I, I said this as soon as I heard that it was going to be renewed. I'm like, great. I'm like, this is more of an opportunity for you to bring in Corey Stoll because I am still determined that they should bring back characters from other Law & Order shows. And can you imagine how awesome that would be, like him popping up and playing the same character that he played in Law & Order L.A.? I know I'm pipe dreaming, oh but I'm going to continue to pipe perfect. dream. Imagine I mean, it's just they need more series of I these mean, seasons to get uh, Carisi and Rollins together. Oh, those two just need to kiss already. But anyway, um, so iZombie is obviously going to be my number three. Brittany, please tell us what your number two is. I was going to say, I'm going to assume that your uh, number one pick, does it start with a D? Yes, I saw your message. I didn't respond because I was like, she'll get it. She'll, she'll, she'll get it. We, we have telepathy like that. I know, I know. Uh, I'm going to go with The Punisher because it was, it was dreadfully fated. Like everything else, Marvel with Netflix, which we do not know what's going on, but uh, Punisher was uh, canceled a little too soon. It only got two seasons. What's up with all these good shows only getting one or two? But uh, you think back, we're never going to get Karen and Frank together, which is all I wanted. And you think about it. Think about it, Tia. We saw such a character change between season one and season two of, like, development. That is so much more we could have had. Could you imagine what season three would have been like? He, he would have been married with kids all over again by that point. No, I'm just joking. But he really <laughs> did have such a chance. He did have a chance to... We could have seen so much more. And all these shows had great ratings. Like, Punisher had great ratings. It was well-received. People loved it. I know some people didn't love it. But especially with, you know, the things on Netflix that keep getting renewed that are awful, you think the Punisher would have gotten a second chance like that, you know? But uh, I bet I bet freaking John Bernthal was just stunned. He was probably thinking, I've been putting on the best performances of my life. I am the Punisher, and they're like, nah, nah, John, um, you're done. He's probably like, what the fuck? Are y'all, you probably thought they were joking with him at first, but I don't know what Netflix was thinking, but I I really am bummed that there was going to be so much we could see, maybe get to see uh, Frank um, interact with other characters like Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, but, you know, now we're not going to get that. And it really was canceled too soon for the main what it could have been. And I know Tia feels the same. Well, it's one of those things, and we'll get into it with the next pick as well, but um, to me, I still feel like there was no clear and concise reason as to why Netflix did this other than it, the contract just messed up, you know. Uh, Disney owns Marvel, and they were coming out with their Disney Plus, um, their Disney Plus streaming service, and Netflix didn't decide, I guess, to renew contracts. Because the thing is, is that at least what they told us that that would have the head of Marvel TV, Jeff Loeb, at the time said that they had, despite everything that was going on with Disney Plus, they had no intention 
of severing their ties with Netflix. So it seems like this is entirely a Netflix thing. I don't understand it at this, but it the only thing is that there was a major shift behind the scenes, right? Because we saw that with Disney Plus coming, with uh, Kevin Feige having full control over everything Marvel, that any Marvel TV that was around when Jeff Loeb was the head of Marvel TV, because he no longer is, um, completely got, got, like, canceled. Because even, so the Netflix Marvel Universe got canceled, um, they canceled The Gifted, they canceled Runaways, Cloak and Dagger, Legion, and those were all Marvel properties just on different, like, things such as FX and Hulu. I don't know what was going on. It's like, I hate this shit. I hate this bureaucratic shit because these were good shows. The Punisher was a great freaking show. John Bernthal put everything he had into playing Frank Castle. You had so much amazing storyline and it's like you guys decide to throw this away for the simple shit of contracts and I hate that shit it's the same shit as to why you know everything that's going on with Spider-Man right or why you know the X-Men couldn't be in Marvel for all this time you know just stupid shit going beyond the scene you know behind the scenes and us the fans suffer And then people are out of work, too. You know, this is a job for a lot of them. And it was a guaranteed job because they kept having new seasons and new shows. And there's this big expanded universe. It's like, okay, we had the movies, and now we have this big expanded universe on Netflix where everything was intertwining, and it was fun, and it was, like, creative, and it was enjoyable. And I freaking loved the first two seasons of The Punisher. Um, Everything... And to me, it was, I love this so much because it was so grounded because it was all Frank Castle. He has no superpowers other than the fact that he, like, literally never dies. But it was so down to earth. And so just the what they dealt with in that show alone, PTSD, um, corruption, some of the emotions that John Bernthal con- conveyed as Frank Castle was some of the best shit I've ever it's seen. It feels so but, realistic. He is a like he's a beast in human form. Exactly. It was just so good. And as you said, we never got to see Frank and Karen get together, even though they loved towing the line with us so many times. It was so, so many good. forehead like, touches. Oh so to me it's like I'm obviously heartbroken about the Punisher getting cancelled. But for me, personally, it wasn't as intense. And I only say that because you pretty much saw it coming, right? Because they, to me, the biggest shock is when they uh, canceled Iron Fist. Even though Iron Fist wasn't the most popular, it's like, oh, really? They're getting rid of this? That's shocking, you know? Okay. And then they canceled Luke Cage. And then they canceled Daredevil. And once they... See, it's like, okay, they were claiming, like, okay, Iron Fist was obviously the lowest rated, you know, the, the not uh, received as well as the others. Okay. Luke Cage gave a phenomenal performance in his second season. But, okay, maybe I can understand the first season wasn't that great. 
But, and I know I'm giving it away, but Daredevil literally put out the best season of all time with its third season, literally the best example of television and writing and performances all together. And you canceled it to me. It's like, okay, you're not canceling based on performance or reaction because literally the internet blew up after the third season of Daredevil. It's like you're canceling because something's going on behind the scenes. So I was like, no way is the Punisher or Jessica Jones safe. They are literally cleaning house. This has something to do with Disney Plus because, you know, they had said years ago that um, after 2019 um, that Disney was coming out with its own streaming services. And I remember back then, like maybe in 2017, um, there were reports, they're like, you know what, we don't know what's going to happen after 2019, we're just going to chill. But I think us as fans either forgot that or we were like, well, it's so successful, they'll just figure it out. But they don't give a shit, you know, at this point, Disney and Marvel, they're coming out with their own shows on Disney+, Plus, which is great, I'm excited for those shows, but it's like, man, at the time, the Netflix um, Marvel series, they were canon to Marvel because freaking, you know, they mentioned things that happened in the movie. So it was all connected. And for you to get rid of this and to kind of like ignore the fantastic performances that people like John Bernthal and Ben Barnes did in those first two seasons. But honestly, it's like as much as I would love for it to come back, I just don't think Disney Plus would do it. I feel like that stuff, I mean, come on, man. Season one of The Punisher, pretty much like whenever Billy and Dina were like having sex, that was like softcore porn. That would never fly on Disney Plus. I'm going to say no, no way. But, you know, you know what you reminded me of when you said about, like, oh, Iron Fist getting canceled and all that, and it was, like, cleaning house? Yeah. Is in Halt and Catch Fire when Gordon has to fire people, and it's, <laughs> like, and at first you're kind of, like, you know, it, it not in exactly the same way, but everybody feel like, of a business, like, closing, and people not knowing at first, it's like, oh, you're fired or laid up, and you're like, okay, you know, they weren't that hard of a worker, I get it. And then someone that's kind of decent at their job gets fired, and you're like, well, what's that? And then the freaking golden child gets fired or laid off, and you're like, oh, no, we're doomed. Something they're downsizing. Something's happening. I'm scared. That just reminds me how much I love that scene though, when Gordon had to like fire that one guy and he's trying to like put it so lightly to the dude and the dude doesn't register what the hell's going on and it's only until that one guy like marches in and he's like and Gordon's like our appointment isn't until 11:45 and he's like I've been with this company for like 20 years. I'm not going to wait till 11.45 to get fired by freaking Gordon Clark and the one dude who he was talking to was like, I'm getting fired. <laughs> I know. And he's just like looking at it and he's like, oh, no. I know. That is kind of sad to just see them all lined up. Why can't you just go, hey, guys, you know, do one meeting and just get them all in order? Because at that point, they're all lined up. They're just like lambs to the slaughter at that point to you. That's how I felt with the Marvel TV shows. After they canceled 
Luke Cage, I was like, yo, come out with a statement. Stop this bullshit where, like, we got to wait. It, it was at the point where Iron Fist Season 2 came out, right? Then a month later, it's canceled. Luke Cage Season 2 comes out. A month later, it's canceled. It's like, stop it. Was it even a say, month after that that they got canceled? I thought it was, like, even sooner, like, right after they released. Well, with Daredevil, I feel like it was two weeks after or something like that. It was it was so close. And it was like, so you, at that point, I was like, yo. Net, and Netflix wasn't coming out with any statement at all. That's another thing that's so fishy to this day about this. Like, Netflix never came out with a statement. They just canceled. And it's like, grow some balls and just freaking say, the contract has ended. The shows have already filmed, so we're going to release them but there's not going to be any more. They did that, though, with The Punisher and Jessica Jones. They canceled them at the same time. And I'm like, you know what? Good. Thank you. At least, like, we don't have to deal with this bullshit of, oh, got to wait for The Punisher to come out, you know, before it's canceled, and then we got to wait for Jessica Jones to come out, and then that's going to be canceled. It's like, just say it. Just come out and say it. And it's like, that was the one thing that drove me nuts. It's like, then you're sitting there at that point because you're like, okay, the news is going to come out at any moment. That's like when, because I was sitting there, I was like, all right, I'm just waiting. And I remember when Kanan, like, posted in our, like, message board uh, the news that the Punisher had gotten canceled. And he was like, oh, see, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, at this point, I can't even be surprised. Like, I can't even be that upset. I mean, I, I was upset. Because part of me was like, if you had one show that could have survived on its own, it could have been The Punisher, because it was the show that had the least amount of ties to the other ones. And because it didn't deal with any superpowers, it's like, you literally could have just reworked that show. Like, I think on another analogy, you, you said something a minute ago that made me think of it. And that's why I was like, like, let me bring this up before I forget. When you're like, it's like when someone's about to go through a bad breakup and the other person starts growing more and more distant and you're like, just do it. Just break our heart. Like, you know, the whole like, oh, having to wait to uh, like, oh, wait for the show to get out before it's canceled and actually getting to see it before. But it's like, just, just break my heart already. Just let me have it. Okay. Like, just rip the Band-Aid off at this point. So, I guess with that, we should kind of transition into the number one. But before we do that, let's go through the other shows that were canceled way too soon. And that's going to be Transformers Animated, Joan of Arcadia, Jericho, Revenge, The Dave Chappelle Show, which will still boggle my mind, um, The Killing, Firefly, iZombie, The Punisher, and as I mentioned, and so the number one is the show I just mentioned, and it's going to be Daredevil. Now, I feel like I feel like I am a simple woman, right? And I always say that if they're going to bring back a show, bring back Daredevil, right? And a few people disagree with me, right? They'll say, oh, bring back all the seasons, I mean, all the shows, or you know, and as much of a fan as I am as of The Punisher, it's like, I'm realistic. 
let's say they just want to bring one back. Bring back Daredevil because the Punisher was literally introduced on Daredevil. I can compromise. Just bring John Francis yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're about compromising in this house. We're about compromising. But literally, like, Daredevil is a great show, right? Season one, fantastic. Season two, phenomenal. And we all know that it's because of Frank Castle, because Daredevil season two is AKA The Punisher season one. But I'm telling you, Brittany, I am still blown away by the third season of Daredevil. It was so remarkably well done. The story, the action sequences, every every character, every actor brought their absolute A-game. Charlie Cox was on fucking point as Matt Murdock. Uh, Deborah Ann Wool was like peak perfectionist Karen. Like what we got to see from Karen's storyline, like, and they brought in some real like fantastic um, comic book accuracy and storylines in there. Like the, the, you know, in the comics, right, Karen Page gets killed. And there is a legitimate, like, episode where you are saying to yourself, Karen's going to die. Because they had an episode, and the whole episode was like an episode of who Karen was before she came to New York City. Because that's, like, Season three has so many callbacks. They finally answered shit. You know how, like, in the previous two seasons of Daredevil and even in The Punisher, it's like they tiptoed around, like, hey, Karen wasn't an innocent city two-shoes. She's probably done shit. Things are hard. Her brother died under mysterious circumstances. She knows, she knows how to use a gun. And it's like there was an episode that fully, like, went through all of that. And it's like you literally said, you're like, Karen's going to die. I'm like, this is it. This is the goodbye episode. Um, they had literally the best uh, fighting sequence. Um, Daredevil in episode four had an 11-minute nonstop fighting. I was so utterly impressed. Like, Daredevil continues to have the best, like, fight choreography ever, right? Um, and then, you know how it was like, the group, you know, Foggy, Karen, and Matt all, like, you know, went their separate ways in Daredevil Season 2, and things still weren't okay. It never got resolved, even in the Defenders short series. And it finally, like, came full circle. They were actually, like, all dealing with their crap. Like, it was revealed that Karen killed Wesley. Like, nothing was a secret anymore. And we've been living with secrets this whole entire series, but nothing was a secret anymore. And um, you had Bullseye come in, and he was great. And I'm literally saying the best for last because we cannot talk about Daredevil Season 3 without talking about the powerhouse performance that Vincent D'Onofrio delivers. Um, and I he is amazing. I loved him. He liked my t- post, not post my comment the other day and it made my entire year <laughs> because he's effing phenomenal and I only mention all this in season 3 because it was so good that it's like how could you just end a show like that and I will say that so unlike so Iron Fist and Luke Cage right they completely were blindsided and they both ended so open ended like it is like, we'll never find any of that out. But Daredevil at least wrapped up, you know, um, Foggy, Karen, and Matt were friends again. 
they were in agreement that they were going to restart their lawyer firm, which is all we ever wanted as the fans. But you left off with, okay, you know, Kingpin is going back to jail. Um, Bullseye is alive but undergoing surgery, and he is going to be crazy, and we're probably going to have to deal with him. And still, how the – and. So many things left them. <laughs> Remember in Daredevil season two, the two things, right? Freaking A, Frank Castle saying to Red, you know, I'll see you around, Red. And then him saying to Kingpin, next time we see each other, one of us isn't walking away. And it's like, oh my God, we still have that to deal with. And you're not giving that to us. And before I pass it to you, Brittany, the biggest crime, though, that season three of Daredevil committed was Karen was literally in fear for her life. <laughs> and I agree with this. And everyone went online was like, how was Karen's first phone call not to Frank Castle? <laughs> like, all right, needed, right. All she needed to do was give Frank the call and go, someone's trying to kill me. And I guarantee they would have had to, like, end season three after <laughs> episode five because they would have been like, oh, Frank came and killed Bullseye. It's all good now. <laughs> I feel like he's, like, the, the you know, you have the shitty boyfriend and then the guy that comes and fixes everything that they never get together. And you're like, why aren't you with that guy? He's the one that takes care of you. And she's like, no, but I love so-and-so. It's like, screw that. I mean, just call Frank. Are we forgetting that Frank exists? Well, and I will say that that was the one good thing that I liked. Not the one good thing. I loved everything about season three. But I'm saying that season three didn't try to get Karen and Matt back together romantically. They were like, they're good. But it's like their friendship meant more than just them trying three of them to be friends. To me, that's what's most important. So it's like they weren't bothering with the whole romantic bullshit. They were just getting them as friends. They did mention Frank Castle because Matt said something about the Punisher. And Karen was like, you know, he's different than what you think he is. But then it's so funny to send in the Punisher season two when Frank was being all mopey about himself, he goes to Karen, oh, why don't you just go back to that Matt Burdock guy? You know, he's better for you. And she's like, bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> right, right. God, I love that. Why? I'm sad all over again. We're never going to get this, Tia. We're never. It's We're never happening. It's, and that is such an effing shame because it's like you could have, like, so season three of Daredevil, like, they mentioned the Punisher. I forget if they – they mentioned, I believe, Jessica Jones. But they don't really mention any of the others. And it's like, are we going to forget that they all live in the same freaking city? It's like we're never going to see Matt Murdock with Luke Cage again. We're never going to see freaking uh, Frank Castle with uh, Karen ever again. It's like, oh, how would you guys do this to us? Like, there was – so much, like every show, every and like I was gonna put for my number one, just do the Marvel Cinematic Universe on Netflix because 
all of them were canceled too soon. Oh, I know. It, it could have just been all of the because with the Luke Cage, wasn't Luke Cage about to become like a bad guy almost? Yes. Yes. See, that was the thing because really quick, Luke Cage. It's like they follow a similar thing to Daredevil season two where you had the quote-unquote bad guy, Bushmaster, but then you find out that he's really just trying to seek revenge. They, you know, him and Luke Cage team up, and then it comes to the point where Luke Cage is kind of losing himself, because it's not, Luke Cage and Matt were similar to the fact that they like to think of themselves as righteous, and then when they start realizing that their methods aren't working, that it's like they can't handle it. But then you had people like Frank Castle and Bushmaster who just saw the world as what it was supposed to be, and they're like, we're not trying to be the good guys. So it's like you had the opportunity where Luke Cage was possibly going in a bad direction, and you could have brought back Bushmaster to um, keep him in check. And then in Iron Fist Season 2, Fucking Danny and um, oh my god, what was his name? Why can't I remember? <gasps> That's so bad. Tia, uh, help me out here. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm gonna look it up. Why can't I remember? It's a W. I can't remember now. Really quick, while you're doing that, I have to make a quick point that I had the stupidest image of th- like. Basically, Bush, Bushmaster, um, freaking Frank Castle, and Thor, and Valkyrie. It's like, you want revenge? I want revenge. You, you want revenge? Yeah, revenge. I want revenge. And they can be the revenge just like in the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's so stupid. I love it. Because you're like, oh, they both want revenge. And I instantly thought, oh, they would be the revenger. Revenger. <laughs> No. I'm telling you, it would be like one of those things. And by the way, Ward Meacham. You had Ward Meacham's like whole like thing in Iron Fist that like never got resolved. And I'm like, I hate everyone. He has the best development in season two. But- I didn't hear whose name you forgot, and I can't believe you forgot his name. God, it's been so long. Um, I have. I feel like with Bushmaster and Frank Castle, it's one of those things where it's like, um, Frank would be like, oh, someone's killing a bunch of people in Harlem. I gotta go. And he, like, goes there, and he, like, confronts them, and Bushmaster's like, hey, man, I killed all those people because these mother effers literally, like, burned my mother alive, and blah, blah. He's like, oh, so you're getting revenge and punishing those who have killed your family and he's like yeah and he's like oh shit man carry on you want my gun while you're at it go ahead right. <laughs> but he'd, be like, he'd be like Matt why'd you even call me for this this man is so in the right give him everything he wants Frank, yeah literally, literally give him everything he wants this man uh, this man has been through some things like uh, you're not going to get sympathy from me you know what we're going to team up against you no, Matt would be like, Frank, he's literally beheading people and putting them on freaking stakes. And Bushmaster's like, I did it so the woman who killed my mother when she tried to open up her fancy museum 
it would be on the news. And Frank's like, Dan, that's a really good PR thing. I should have thought about yeah, that. Yeah, he's like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to do that next time. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you want my number so that we can, uh, like, spit ideas? <laughs> we can do some brainstorming. Because that's literally what I thought of, right, when that scene happened in Luke Cage season two. It was like Esther just wanted to make a lot of noise. Right? And it's just like Frank Castle with the freaking hospital scene. He just wanted to make a lot of noise. <laughs> you know what? I I like this. This, this is it's, definitely a great number one. In this this one is a really good conversation. In this fan fiction, I shall write <laughs> Bushmaster and the Punisher team up. Right, right, becomes bestseller, and then you get sued for copyright infringement. That's okay, I'll just do what E.L. James did and just give him different names. You know, it was funny, I sat there, I was like, who? And then I went, oh, yeah. Actually, that should be exactly the response you have if someone says E.L. James. All I imagine is the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy, Star-Lord, man. Who? (laughs) Who? I know, right? Right? Perfect. We need to have a podcast one day where we talk about all of our theories as to how the Marvel Netflix universe could have went, and then we'll just get angrier as the episode goes on. But I think that we did a fantastic job going through all of the shows canceled too soon. We had some really fantastic memories. We got pissed off a little because now we're realizing of all the potential that is lost, but we, I think, still we did a solid here. Uh, Brittany, do you have any uh, any honorable mentions that you want to put out there while we still have a few minutes? There wasn't, I, I was struggling a little bit right at the end before you were like, Punisher, and I was like, yes, yes, I forgot all of Marvel Netflix got canceled, but um, <laughs> I'm trying to think, uh, I see, I like uh, Jane the Virgin, I think was it, I think it just got canceled on its fifth season, and that's a really good show, like, I feel like even though it got five seasons, I feel like it should have got more. I mean, in a world where Supernatural, like, had 15 seasons, it's a bit much. Right, right. And I'm trying to see if it was the Diary of Jane that got canceled or Jane the Virgin. If it was Jane the Virgin, it got canceled way too soon, but I might have misread it. No, no, it got canceled. What did you say? It got canceled. It's official. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think it I think it ended now that I, I sit there. Um which I'm looking at my list to try and see if like there's anything oh, um two two uh shows really quick, right? Um freaking Sneaky Pete got cancelled after three seasons oh, yeah, on Amazon yeah. Prime. And that was not, like, expected at all. They already did the third season. It got put out, and then Amazon Prime said that they were canceling it. They were not going to come out with a uh, fourth season. So that kind of ended a little open-ended. And even though I know this is not going to be a popular um, choice here or opinion, but I think Law & Order LA was canceled too soon. It got really good in the second half of the season. 
and I think that it needed to have been given a chance to develop. Because that's the thing. If you see a lot of first seasons for shows, the first season always is trying to, like, find its footing, right? And you'll typically have where then it gets better because it figures out what it wants to be. It's figuring out budget. It's getting the response from people and what they like and what they don't like. So it's like, all right, you had the first season. It was definitely bumpy and all that, but it got better. And I think that if you would have bothered to develop it more, get, you know, because the whole thing is like the first half of that season, they had questionable actors besides, you know, obviously Corey Stoll. So it's like, I don't know, to me, I would have loved to see it develop more. But yeah, so those are my honorable mentions. Uh, We have about four minutes left. So Brittany, why don't you let everyone know where we can find you and what's next on the horizon? I was going to say, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Brit, where I've been streaming a lot of Resident Evil lately. I hadn't really ever played I the game I saw that before. on you. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, uh, you may see on Twitter, right, which is Brit zero. I've been posting clips where I've been getting the crap scared out of me with those games. They're so good, though. You know, and I always heard about people talk about the movies and talk about the games, and they're cult classic, but I never got to play it, and uh, I had a uh, one of my mods and also one of my viewers, they shared their library with me, and so I had suddenly all the Resident Evil games, and I was like, well, we might as well play them, and it's been a hit. People have been loving it. I uh, had a really great time with it, but you can always find me there Monday through Friday, uh, 9 p.m. until God knows when. I just don't stream on Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday. But that is 9 p.m. Central Time. So if you like watching me get spooked by games, that's a good place to find me. I was going to say, you clearly are playing very, very late, considering sometimes I don't hear from you until, like, 2 o'clock the next day. And I'm like, man, she must have been up, like, late. Or you hear from me at 6 a.m. and you're like, what are you doing up so late? I mean, what are you doing up so early? I've been alive since since yesterday. Brittany is a night owl. I'm a morning person. Our our schedules are mixed a little sometimes. But um yes, yeah, please yeah. everyone make sure that you check her out on Twitch. Brittany and I are gonna try something maybe next week where we kind of uh integrate yes, Twitch ma'am. into the podcast. We'll see where yes. that goes. But as uh as for me, you can check me out on Twitter and Instagram, uh, TFAB or TC Stark is my username. I do a lot of uh, articles, opinion pieces. I'm still very proud of my interview with Clark Freeman from Narcos Mexico Season 2. Please make sure you check that out. I'll be having a review of Alter Carbon Season 2 coming out pretty soon. And as always, you can check us out at geekvibesnation.com. We have just really fantastic content and yeah so everyone for tuning in and listening i'd love to know what your top 10 uh most depressing uh canceled shows were and what you'd like to hear from us next week so thank you Brittany, and thank you everyone for listening thank you everyone we'll see y'all next time <laughs>